A romantic relationship is defined as, in simple, a mutual, ongoing, and voluntary, passionate, interpersonal relationship that involves emotional and or physical closeness. Sometimes those relationships don't always make it to forever, whether it ended because of irreconcilable differences or something a bit more severe, going through the transition to being single and potentially entering into a new romantic relationship can be difficult. Healing from a romantic breakup can look similar to going through the stages of grief or loss. And quite frankly, that's because ending any relationship is a loss. And we as humans do grieve them. While some relationships are just more of an obstacle to overcome, understanding what those stages of grief may look like can help you to navigate through your emotions and identify where you are on your healing journey in a more healthy way. What is going on, beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I am your host, Tara, the creative actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. And today we are introducing a new series, Healing from Romantic Breakups. Now, I did a few episodes dealing with navigating singleness and healing from romantic breakups, and an overwhelming amount of you DM me and sent me messages telling me just how much those episodes helped you. So I decided to park here for a bit because relationships are something we enter and exit every single day. Our very existence depends on the relationships we have with ourselves and with others. So in this series, we will explore identifying and coping with your emotions, reflections, healing, relapse, and acceptance of your romantic breakups. So with that being said, let's jump right into our affirmation of the week. This week's affirmation is, I am completely whole and enough all by myself. Ooh, this kind of remind me of the Beyonce song, but let's go ahead and drop in, you guys. I am completely whole and enough all by myself. I am completely whole and enough all by myself. I am completely whole and enough all by myself. I am completely whole and enough all by myself. I am completely whole and enough all by myself. Think about what it looks like for you to be completely whole. Think about what it looks like for you to be enough. Let's say it again together. I am completely whole and enough all by myself. And one more time, I want you guys to really 
believe it. I am completely whole and enough all by myself. Oh, you guys, let me just come right out of the gate and say it. You are a completely whole person and more than enough, whether you are single or in a relationship. Now, I will be the first one to say that this this affirmation isn't just something that I believed every day since the beginning of time. I did have to sit with that sentiment and say it and affirm it until I believed it. But an affirmation like this sets the stage for a more healthy healing process. So I remember the first time I said this affirmation to myself, I was like, okay, I don't really believe this, but I wrote it on my mirror and I saw it every day as I brushed my teeth until it started to stick in my brain. So have you ever heard the popular saying, he completes me when it comes to relationships? If you think about it, it's literally saying that I am only half a person if I'm single or to put it more simply, I'm not enough. So when the breakup happens, you are subconsciously leaving half of you with that person. And in order to heal and grow, you have to do the work on the whole you. (laughs) Y'all, listen, I am so on fire for this series. So if you are in a space where you just broke up with someone and you're struggling, this is for you. But if you're in a place where you're thinking about breaking up, with your partner and want to be proactively preparing yourself for a potential breakup, this is also for you. And if you are in a happy and healthy relationship, this series can still be for you. I think there is so much to learn from every aspect of relationships. And even though I'm currently in a happy and healthy relationship, thank God, Maybe there'll be something we touch on that convicts me because of my past, or we talk about something that we haven't yet encountered in my current relationship, and it gives me perspective that I didn't have. So as we go through this series, I want you to be open to receiving. Don't have any expectations and have an open mind. Now, I want you to always keep this affirmation close because I do think it is a very good baseline for healthy relationships, platonic or romantic. I am completely whole and enough all by myself. Now that we have that understanding, girl, let's start from the top. For the longest time, I have been a hardcore compartmentalizer. I don't even know if that's a word. I think it is. But anyways, I would only deal with what I felt was necessary to deal with. And that mindset recently blew up in my face, y'all. So let me paint the picture for you. When I broke up with my college boyfriend, actually, y'all, let me start all the way at the top because throughout this entire series, we will be referencing these phases of my dating life. So, okay, boom. I have a high school boyfriend that I dated from literally the summer of my eighth grade year to the end of my sophomore year of college, which was 2013, 2014. We broke up somewhere around there. 
Then I have a college boyfriend that I met in 2015, which was my junior year of college while I was away on the National Student Exchange Program. We dated for eight months, but I consider him my first love, not my high school boyfriend. Then I met my third boyfriend that I've ever had, who we will refer to in this series as boyfriend number three. Now, me and boyfriend number three met when I was living in New Jersey. This was after I did the National Student Exchange Program. I had graduated from high school. I mean, I had graduated from college and I had moved back. So we met in 2016 and we dated until 2020. We moved out here to LA together from New Jersey and then we broke up during the pandemic. Well, we broke up a bunch of times, but the final straw was during the pandemic. And now I am in a new relationship and it is nothing like I've ever been in before you guys. And it's because I have done so much work on making sure that I am a whole person and that I am giving from my overflow. So back to what I was saying at the beginning, when I broke up with my college boyfriend, I was, well, let me, let me back up a little bit more. Okay. Like I said, I have been a hardcore compartmentalizer for the longest time. And I would only deal with what I felt was necessary to deal with. And that mindset recently blew up in my face. So when I broke up with my college boyfriend, I was completely heartbroken, y'all, but I did not want to show it. There were times when the emotions would just become so unbearable, but if I could help it, I wouldn't cry or show how I was feeling in front of others. Now, when I was alone, it was a whole different story. Um, I tried to think of other things or even think of ways we could get back together because yes, I broke up with him, but it was because he said he was unhappy with being long distance and I partially wanted him to fight for me and wait until I moved back to New Jersey, which I still ended up doing even though we broke up because that was the plan that we made together. And I was like, okay, everything is gonna come back together when I move back to New Jersey. Boom. And doing this started a four year, year grief process that was being blocked because I wouldn't allow myself to feel I wouldn't allow myself to grieve what I had lost, which was that relationship with who I consider my first love. So whatever the reason for you tuning in today, I want you to give yourself permission to feel whatever it is through this series that can be anger, sadness, hurt, jealousy, fury, nervousness, whatever it is. We are not here to judge our feelings. We are here to give our feelings space to be expressed. Which brings us to the first step in the healing process. Giving yourself space, time, and grace to grieve the relationship. Grief doesn't look the same for all of us. You may be a person that cries to release the pain, or you may be the person that gets really angry. And then there's those individuals that initially just shut down. These are all very valid ways to react and process what you have just endured. For me, I shut down. No contact with friends, family, and I have movies like Lion King and Princess and the Frog on repeat. I blast my Disney show tunes and I give myself a couple of days to do nothing but cry and then I pick myself back up again. 
no matter how hard or physically taxing it is, because I know if I linger in that too long, that darkness too long, the harder it will be to snap out of it. So when my relationship with my college boyfriend ended, I felt a range of emotions. Well, honestly, at first I felt absolutely nothing. I honestly thought we'd get back together soon because all of the promises he made to me, we were going to get married and you know, all that kind of stuff. I was going to move back to New Jersey, be with him. That was what was going through my head. So I said, Tyra, you're back in Louisiana for one semester, finish college, graduate early and run back to him. Y'all, this was my master plan. But in those five months that I was back in Louisiana, they were the hardest and saddest months of my life to date. And anytime I see photos of myself from 2015, when I went back home, I just can see the sadness in my eyes. And oh, it just, oh my gosh, I just feel for 2015 Tyra because I was really going through it. So there were times when, back in 2015, when Um, I couldn't even get out of the bed. I couldn't make it to class. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to sleep. I didn't want to wake up in a sense of I just didn't want to, you know, (laughs) wake up. I didn't want to like, you know, not be with life, but I didn't want to get out of bed. I just wanted to sleep all day. So sometimes I didn't want to sleep at all. Sometimes I only wanted to sleep. And y'all, let's not even get started on me not brushing my teeth or bathing for days at a time. And I was like, okay, I'm not doing nothing, so I don't have to take a bath. Now, this is a judgment-free zone. So, and I know everybody listening some listening out there has felt this in some type of way, but in all seriousness, y'all, it'd be like that sometimes. And that is completely okay. So imagine incorporating someone into your everyday routine, allowing them into your life and sharing some of the most intimate parts of you with them. Just to wake up one day and your life feels foreign. Losing that person might send you into shock. Your body's natural reaction may be to shut down. You may feel stuck. And that's where you have to allow grief to take its course in the most healthy way possible. So for example, one day might turn into a week that you feel stagnant and out of touch with your reality. Getting out of bed might feel like the last thing on earth that you want to do and eating feels like pulling teeth. Allow yourself to feel that y'all, to take in those moments. Listen to your body and listen to what it needs. But I will say, Make sure that you do not let those feelings consume you to a point where you spiral and to a point where you literally do not want to do anything else for months and months and months. Now, hear me. It's okay to feel your emotions and it's probably best not to suppress them no matter what they are. But what you want to avoid doing is letting your emotions get the best of you. Create balance in your emotions. That may look like setting an alarm for 30 minutes solely to dedic- solely dedicated to crying or letting those super strong feelings out before you go back to work or you do your daily tasks or shoot. Sometimes you might need to go outside and just release one of the loudest screams or even into your pillow, whichever one you prefer. However you choose to express your emotions, try your best to manage your emotions while also giving yourself grace. And the first stop on the emotional regulation train is learning how to feel in the first place. 
Going through a breakup can make you sound like a broken record. Why me? Why did this happen to me? Am I not good enough? Am I the problem? What does she have that I don't have? Was I trying hard enough? And so forth and so on. A lot of us tend to beat ourselves up when things end, whether we were broken up with or the one to break it off. You might start to question your entire existence, like literally question why you're here if this continues to happen to you or if this has happened to you more than once. The questioning then evolves into poor decision making. Okay, so have you ever gone through a heartbreak and started questioning if your career choices were a good decision or if your partner or your ex-partner was where they said they were two years ago or if your macaroni and cheese wasn't up to par? Now, you start making drastic decisions in the midst of that confusion. All of a sudden, you find yourself with a blue and red pixie cut, dropping out of school, getting on social media, airing out your business, changing your grandma family recipe, or calling up that old thing that is actually a rebound and a distraction. Uh Uh-oh, does that sound familiar? Now... It sounds very familiar to me because I did all of that except drop out of school and I was even close to that, y'all. So let me tell you about almost dropping out of school real quick. Back in 2015, when I was going to graduate early and go back to my college boyfriend or try to get back to him, I was in an English class. I, for some reason, my advisor and I had overlooked the fact that I needed a last English course uh, because I tested out of everything else when I first got to college. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to take this English. Okay. Signed up for whatever English I could find that I didn't have to go into class. And one of my friends had taken this class. Long story short, we had an essay to do. I was so sad that whole semester. I barely did any work and she gave me her test or her essay. And she said, you can use this to like help you make your own child. I changed the name to Tyra Morrison and I turned it in just like that. And the teacher was like, okay, you just plagiarized. This is so-and-so's paper from 2013. And I was like, oh my gosh, by the grace of God, I had, done that and she gave me an F the day before the last day to withdraw from classes without it affecting your overall GPA. Now, if I would have done that even a day later, y'all, I wouldn't have been able to graduate early and I would have been sick. But that was a drastic decision that I made because I was grieving. That was a drastic decision that I made because I didn't take a second, take a beat to say, okay, Tyra, now you know you care about your grades. Y'all, I was valedictorian of my class. Like I pride myself on having great grades and I did not care at that moment. The only thing on my mind was getting back to my college boyfriend at the time. So make sure that you avoid making those big decisions when you aren't fully yourself. Now, after the initial breakup, you have to truly be mindful of those drastic decisions you might find yourself making because this isn't the time to do it because let's face it, we aren't in the best state of mind at the moment, which is very okay. And it's pretty easy to slip into making drastic decisions that you don't even realize are drastic until after the fact. So I think the 
that was what I just told you was a very drastic decision. But I think the most drastic decision I ever made after a breakup was still moving to New Jersey, even though my college ex-boyfriend told me do not move there for him. And he didn't see us together in the future anymore. Like I said earlier, the only thing I could ever think about were those promises that he made me that he should have made, but also I should have just chalked it up to the game, you know, because he he was saying, y'all, y'all, this man was saying to me, okay, we're not going to be together. And I was like, no, we're going to be together because I'm coming back. Like, what are you talking about? I was in denial, which is the first stage of the grief process. So I was sad and I was longing for him, but in a way that we get back together, I was delirious and in denial. And now the other side of this, the other side to this is having to make everyday life decisions, the other side to making drastic decisions. For instance, you may live with your significant other and now you have to make, you have to decide what happens next. Who gets to stay? Do you both stay? Do you both go? What about the kids if you have kids? What about the dog if you have a pet? Do you Medea style the couch? For those of you who don't know what that means, do you cut that couch in half? Do you split everything down the middle? Those are things that despite your emotional state, whatever it is that you have to deal with first and you have to, you may have a timer attached to it, but that doesn't mean that you have to be so quick to act that you don't think about it. If possible, allow yourself to be slow to react to that, meaning take a day or at least a beat to think things to, at least a to think things through. That's a tongue twister. Um, At least take a breath to think about it. Don't just shout things out and say, you know what, fine, you take whatever. No, take a second to think about it because these emotions are high. You did care about this person, but you both need to make sound decisions and you have to do that the best way you can in this situation. So like I said, the most drastic decision I made was still going to New Jersey and when he told me, hey, make sure you're not moving out here for me because I don't think we're going to get back together. In my head, I was like, boy, I'm not moving out there for you. I'm moving out there for culinary school. But I was in denial. I was moving out there for him. And I can I can say that um, now, but you wouldn't have caught me saying that back in 2015. I, I 100% moved out there for him. And that was a very drastic decision. I mean, God had bigger plans for me and I'm glad that I went. But I solely made that decision off of the fact that I wanted to be close to this man. Now, I personally do not have kids and I'm not married. Um, But in reference to what we were just talking about, about having to make these decisions quicker than you may want to because of living with someone, I used to live with boyfriend number three. And I've talked about this on a podcast before, but luckily for me, I just decided that we wouldn't renew our lease together while we were still in a relationship, which made it easier when we eventually did break up because I honestly saw that coming from a mile away, y'all. Like I knew we weren't gonna be together. Um, I knew we weren't gonna get married. I had no intentions of marrying this guy. So I was like, okay, let's not live together. Maybe down the line, it might change. But right now, I don't wanna live with you. Now. I can imagine this may make the breakup process a bit harder and certain decisions have to be made on a whim. But in any case, 
let's try not to make those big decisions right away. That's the biggest thing. You may need to go stay with a family member or a friend for a week. It might look like taking a vacation from work and getting into a better headspace before you decide anything definite, as long as you have the time. Now, for me, when I lived with boyfriend number three, like I said, we just didn't renew our lease, but we were still in a relationship after that. And every time I tell people that, they're like, what? Y'all still in a relationship? What are you talking about? How? And I was like, well, we just thought that we moved a little too fast because we started dating in, um, well, he didn't ask me to be his girlfriend for a while, but we started dating in November of 2017. And we moved to... No, November of 2016 is when we started dating. And we moved to uh, LA in February of 2018. So it was still very new because all of, he didn't ask me to be his girlfriend until mid-2017. And um, it was all very new. We were moving a little bit too fast. So it was easier for us to say, okay, let's take a beat, not live together. Right now, we're still getting to know each other for real. And... Uh, once we did break up, finally, I had my own space. He had his own space. We had broken up so many times. We had already given each other back things that we had given to each other in the past or, you know, all of those things. So it, by the time we finally finished talking, it was pretty easy for us to get out of that relationship. Now, one thing I do want to say about breaking up is to make sure that Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter don't know what's going on. It will 100% of the time make things worse and messier. So I made this mistake and then I looked crazy or I felt like I looked crazy when I got back with him all of those times. So I think the biggest piece of advice that I can give you is to delete social media, after you break up and refrain from putting yourself in debt by going on like large trips or whatever or spending large amounts of money on unnecessary things because you didn't take a beat to think things through while you were going through a traumatic life-changing experience because let's call it what it is you guys when we go through these types of breakups even if it's a friend breakup when we remove someone from our life it can be traumatic. It's a it's a life-changing event and we need to treat it as such. Now, making decisions is always hard for me. Like even when I be at restaurants, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is a hard decision to make. But I have made for you guys a checklist that I wish I had in the past to help me when it comes to decision making after something like a breakup. So we're gonna go through it really quick. And I'm also going to link it down in the show notes um, so you guys can download it or you can write it down. It's down there for you. The first thing you want to do is pause. So before making any big or drastic decisions, take a moment to think about how the decision will impact your life. Is this decision worth making at this moment? Is it necessary or can it wait? Answer those questions and then once you answer those questions, you decide how you move forward based on that. The second thing that I would do when it comes to decision making is question my gut. 
When you're in a state of crisis, your gut feeling might not be the most accurate when it comes to making decisions. Again, take a moment to really question what you are feeling and then try to make the best decision after you question your gut. If you're like, gut, I think you tripping a little bit. And then you think about it and you're like, no, I really know this feeling. Then it's like, okay, you can trust your gut. But if you're like, gut, now I ain't never done felt this way before. This feel a little funky. Then use that to figure out what you should do after the fact. Next on the list is to narrow down your options. So make a checklist of the decisions that you have to make. Now that may be, okay, who's going to get the apartment? Who's going to get the car? Who's going to take care of the kids? Who's going to get the dog? You know, those types of things. Narrow it down to the most urgent and necessary decisions that you need to make first. This will help you to focus on one thing at a time. Maybe adding due dates will help. For example, if your lease is going to be up in three months and you have to make a decision in 60 days, write that down so you know the deadline to when you have to make that decision. So you don't feel like you have to make all the decisions at once because when it's all in your head and jumbled up, it can feel like a a heavier weight than if you are to write it down so you can see it on paper and tackle it in chunks. And the last thing on the checklist is to avoid burnout. Y'all, let's face it, breakups are hard. And when you're feeling down, everything takes so much more energy to do. Even smiling takes so much more energy. So if you start to feel overwhelmed, ask for help. Reach out to someone that you trust to help you. For projects with flexible deadlines, ask if you can have a little bit more time to complete them. But the key is to be proactive about it. I know when I was experiencing burnout and fatigue after my last breakup, I was also a a lot annoyed with myself because I allow everything to collapse on top of me versus being proactive about it and saying, okay, I'm not going to be able to get this done. Can we push it back? Okay, I'm not going to be able to do this. What can we do about it? Hey, I need help with this. So if you can't do it all yourself, let that friend or family member know that you need help staying afloat while you grieve. And I promise you, you, your future self will thank you so much once you're actually in a place in your healing process where you can get back into a routine. What if there is a way to train your mind to boost confidence and productivity? Well, I've got news for y'all because there is. I recently discovered this awesome app called Elevate that helps keep my brain sharp by playing games. Not them kind of games, y'all. But yes, games can be fun and benefit your mind. I play every morning and I customize my daily training based on what I want to focus on. We talk about self-care and mental health all the time on this podcast. And one of the best ways to feel your best is to take care of your mind. It's a no-brainer pun intended. Use the link in my show notes to claim your one week guest pass and try the Elevate app for yourself. If you're anything like me, you probably made the statement to yourself, I'm done with relationships. I'm just going to be single forever or I'm not dating again for at least five years. But the truth is, we may only feel that way in the moment. Do you really think that out of the billions of people in the world, not one of them will spark something in you to at the very least try to date again, even if it feels scary? What you think? 
depending on where you are in the process of healing, you might be listening to this going, girl, yeah, okay, no, not happening. I said what I said, boop, and that's that's that on that. (laughs) And that's okay because I also felt that way. And it really took my current boyfriend being persistent and not allowing me to just continue changing the date of our first date to for me to say wow okay I'm gonna give him a chance and I was terrified y'all I was so terrified because I was like oh I just broke up with my ex-boyfriend a year ago like I I thought I was gonna be single for at least five years like I had all of these things going on in my head but The truth of the matter is that we don't know how long we will grieve a relationship or how we will feel once we enter the last stage of grief, which is acceptance. And I had accepted that my boyfriend number three and I wouldn't be together a long time before we even broke up. But I will say this. Do not put a time limit on it. To be completely honest with you, your main priority during this time is you. And the timeline will be different for all of us. And it will nine times out of 10 be different from what you had in your mind. Depending on how things ended with your relationship, you may need a lot more time to heal and explore the nuances of what happened in your relationship. Maybe there was lying or cheating involved, or maybe you knew your relationship had already ended before it ended, and you just needed a small cry session with your friends, some wine, and a welcome back to the streets cake to get you back out there. The point is, do not compare the amounts of time it takes you to get over a breakup with anyone else's process. This is your journey. In order to get out of this experience, what you need, you have to truly make it your own because it's personal. If I think back to breakups I've had in the past, the healing journey for me looked completely different each time. With my high school boyfriend, y'all I knew it was over before I actually broke up with him. There were times in college where my now line sister and I would plot against our boyfriends and say, okay, we're going to break up with them at this time. And we never really did it at the time we said, but we always knew that we would break up with them. And once I actually did break up with my high school boyfriend, I felt free as soon as I did it. Now I did cry a little bit because I was afraid because he was my first boyfriend ever. And I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I was gonna marry this guy because I'm from Louisiana and that's what you do. But a weight was lifted off of my shoulders. Then with my college boyfriend, like I mentioned earlier, I was with him for the shortest amount of time out of all of my relationships. But the time it took me to get over him was four years. It took me four years to realize that I never grieved our relationship, that I never healed from that breakup. And I ended up getting into a relationship with a rebound guy who was boyfriend number three and Don't worry, y'all. I'm not just puffing up my chest on this podcast. I was honest with him and I told him at the beginning of our relationship that he was a rebound and I didn't expect, you know, us to be in a relationship. This was shocking to me, which didn't change anything about me actually healing. 
But I realized after my last relationship ended that moving on to the next guy and the next guy, it don't work for me. And it only compounded my grief. Going into those breakups, I had no clue on when I would open up myself open myself back up to a romantic relationship again, even though all three were totally different experiences for me. And I think the beauty is truly not knowing the time or the place when the grief decides to subside and you begin to heal organically. Healing from romantic breakups can be tough, y'all. We are revisiting old wounds, ripping off bandages on cuts so deep that they probably actually needed stitches. And some of us are still in the thick of processing what actually happened and what we experienced. And it may be a little bit tough or even seem undoable to revisit those old wounds. Or if you're in it right now, you may feel an overwhelming amount of emotions But I want you to be able to go through this process knowing that it's a safe space. So if at any point you need to take a break, I'll be here when you're ready to continue. Now, we will crack a joke every now and then, but overall, we are here to heal. And I like to heal through laughter because for so long, I didn't look at ending a relationship as starting the process of grief and loss. But now that I know that it is the door to the next part of my journey, I am going to lean into it wholeheartedly. And I hope you guys do too. You guys know what time it is. It is time for the fun closing segment. Now, I know we talked about some things that may have brought up a lot of emotions for a lot of you listening, but the fun closing segment is always to bring a little bit of light to the episodes, especially when they get a bit heavy. So today's closing segment is my pick me up. And this segment is all about things that bring a little bit of joy into your life. So the twist on today's segment, my pick me up will be about taking advantage of the moments in your grief journey where you have a burst of joy. Because a lot of times there are times in the grief process where you do feel an overwhelming amount of joy or you just want to burst out laughing. So I want to share a moment during my last breakup when I was still grieving where I did something fun that brought me joy and more so how I didn't allow the idea of having to be sad or being sad stop me from having some fun. So, um, and I would love to hear some of y'all's pick-me-ups during your breakup. Um, You could DM me, you could send me an email. I just wanna hear from y'all a little bit more. You know, I might even read it out out loud on a upcoming podcast episode. So reach out to us at affirmationwithblackgirls at gmail.com or you can send us a DM on Instagram at Affirmation Black Girls. So my pick me up. Okay. So when I broke up with my, with boyfriend number three, um, it was honestly the very, very last time that we actually broke up was 2020, but we were 
playing around with the idea of getting back together. We started going to couples therapy and all of that in the second half of 2020. That's when I found out he was um, seeing someone else and I just wasn't with it. So I have a pick me up and this was when, was this 2021? This was 2021. I mean, 2021 was a, was a great year for your girl, y'all. Like I was just, it was a great year. So the specific pick me up that I want to talk about is me going to New York. So I went to New York in October of 2021 and I was like, I'm going to start traveling it's time for me to travel. Like I will always wait for boyfriend number three to go on trips. And he just, we just, it it never worked out for us to really go on trips together. So I found myself not going on trips because I didn't want to travel alone. And I was like, okay, well, I want to go with my boyfriend, but it just never worked out. So we went on a couple of trips. I'm not saying we didn't go on any, but you know, overall I was always in a space where I wanted to go on more trips, but we didn't. So I said, you know what, Tyra, you about to do a world tour of the United States. So I had plans to go to New York and then go to Dallas and then go home for the holidays all in the last three months of the year. And so I took a trip to New York and it was a short trip, y'all. It was a 48 hour turnaround trip, but I absolutely loved it. I got to see my line sister on Broadway. She is a part of the original Broadway cast of Tina the Musical, which is amazing. She's an Iket and it was amazing to be able to see her. That was the first time I've seen her perform since we graduated from college. So that was amazing. And I had been dying to just go back to New York. And I said, Tyra, there is no better time to do it than right now. Now I had to do a turnaround trip. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do this and that's it. And I happened to be there during the time of my, um, my national student exchange college, they had homecoming. So at this homecoming, I got to see all of my friends from when I went to um, that college and my college boyfriend was there and it was also very good to see him. Uh, We're friends now, so it's not, well, I'm saying we're friends. We are cordial and I'm glad that we have the relationship that we have. So if I see him in person, I'll say, hey, how are you? You know what I mean? It's nothing weird. It's nothing sticky. And I'm, I'm just so appreciative that we both grew past all of that stuff. But I saw him and all of my friends and it was just any amazing experience to be back at college and also not care. I had a few drinks, I was dancing, we partied all night. And then the next morning I got up super early and went to the airport and went home for like a week. And then I went back to Dallas just to go. And y'all, I think that was a very transformative time for me because I was like, Tyra, are you traveling again? You're traveling alone. You're not waiting on anybody to travel and you're having a great time. I had an amazing time in Dallas. I ate a lot of good food. I reconnected with a childhood friend um, that had moved when we we went to like eighth grade and she moved away. And this was the first time I'd seen her since eighth grade. So we chatted all night. And I also got to see more of my Jersey friends. They ended up coming in um, to Dallas. So we had drinks and it was just an amazing time. And it taught me that it is okay to do things by yourself. It is. And I truly enjoyed every moment of it. And I was filled with in 
an overwhelming sense of peace and of joy. I was like, wow, like it's okay not to be in a relationship. That was one of the first times where I said, wow, I like being single. You know what I mean? Because I didn't have to worry about, oh, what is he doing? I haven't heard from him in five hours. I didn't have to worry about any of that. Any of that. I was just literally doing what Tyra wanted to do. So that was the biggest pick me up for me after my last breakup. Now, thank you guys so much for listening. That is all that I have for you today. Make sure that you join us again next week. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Rate the podcast, please. I love looking at all of the ratings and your reviews. I love reading them. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Affirmations Black Girls and on Twitter at AFBG underscore podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening i love and appreciate each and every one of you and i mean that from the bottom of my heart and i cannot wait to see you again next week for the second episode of the healing from romantic breakups series